whether it's dismantling the fossil fuel industry, creating a solar-powered utopia, or simply desiring to hear more birds in the sky than planes, this is Idealistically, a podcast where we discuss what we would idealistically want in an ideal world. and welcome back to Idealistically. This episode was recorded live at the Cheltenham Literature Festival as part of the Voice Box lineup, which brings together new exciting conversations around arts and culture and of course books from the Literature Festival. I was really excited to take part again this year and to bring another vision of the future into a real life audience and to have you there with me. However, before I jump into this conversation, I have a little bit of exciting news. Myself, along with a team at Clean Creatives, have been shortlisted as a finalist for a Shorty Impact Award um, for our work out at the Cannes Lions Festival this summer. I'm going to leave a link in the description which gives you the opportunity to vote for our campaign and our team and all the work that we did out there to really shine a light on the impact that advertising agencies have on the climate crisis and how we need them to stop working with fossil fuel companies. So if you would like to see us win that award, then please do click the link in the description. Um, It would mean a lot and be a real cherry on top to what is already an amazing achievement. But let's jump into this episode. Thank you once again to the Cheltenham Literature Festival for having us, and I really hope you enjoy listening. Welcome to Idealistically. Um, I am your host, Tomo Gregory. Um, you can call me Tolly, though. I am a climate justice activist and an artist from here in Cheltenham, and I have been running this podcast since last summer. Um, and it was basically born out of my experience of being an activist and working in the space of, sounds a bit weird to say, the space of climate change, but <laughs> that's essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. And realizing that we talk a lot about what's wrong with the world and all the problems in it and you know always fighting against things and I kind of realized that we needed more space for talking about what the world is actually going to look like when and if we hopefully change things turn things around and so yeah I just realized we need to work on not just what we're fighting against but what we're fighting for and as an artist something that I'm very passionate about obviously is creativity Um, I actually I grew up wanting to become a fashion designer and so once I kind of realized that the climate crisis was a thing and, you know, fashion maybe wasn't where I wanted to go because I felt like I was needed in other ways. I didn't ever want to let go of that element of creativity. So I've kind of honed in on my work as an artist and very much feel like I'm in my artist activist mm-hmm. era. Um, I'm actually currently an artist in residence at the Wilson Gallery here in Cheltenham, where I'm spending time basically just working on more kind of personal artwork. Uh, relating to the climate crisis and social justice issues, but very much from this perspective of kind of imagining a better world and trying to give people visions of that. I've actually been working on a project for the past few months that I finally finished this week, Um, and that has very much been the occupation of my mind. Like, I've just been thinking about that constantly, so it's kind of weird to be back on, like, podcast mode and here with you all. Um, But, yeah, that is something that hopefully I can share 
share with you soon um, if you follow my work. And yeah, that's just where my passion is. And that's kind of what this podcast is about too, is visioning and imagining what the world could look like if we get things right. And I speak to lots of different people. I speak to artists, activists, authors, other climate activists, and get them to answer the question of what we would idealistically want in an ideal world. And I'm really excited to be joined by a special guest and also a friend, a fellow climate activist today. And we're going to, yeah, talk about all things creativity and imagination and hopefully not focus too much on the doom and gloom when it comes to the climate crisis. Whilst also, you know, taking into account that it's a very serious topic and we have to leave space for those emotions as well. Um, so, yeah, welcome. Thank you for coming. Um, and I like my guests to introduce themselves. So, Dormi, would you like to please introduce yourself and who you are and all that good stuff? Of course. I'm excited to be on here. I think it's a really needed conversation. So my name is Dominique Palmer and I'm a climate justice activist, a speaker and writer based here in the UK. And I started my climate activism in about 2019 with the climate strikes. I was an organiser with Fighters Future International, which is a youth movement for climate justice. I am now an organiser, or I'm now a coordinator in Climate Live, which is a youth-led organisation harnessing the power of music with the climate to unite people to engage educate and empower people into climate justice and I now focus a lot on collaborations with other organizations and other climate groups and trying to like bridge those gaps with a lot of youth activists and I one thing that I'm really focused on at the moment is trying to bring more of like the arts and music and culture together with the climate as I think it's a really beautiful way to engage people I'm really excited to have you here and have that conversation because <laughs> I think yeah like collaboration and creativity are the two things that are really key and I think they've come mm -hmm. up a lot within the kind of conversations I've had yeah. within this space um so what I like to do to start off is to get a feel for like your overall I don't know your vibe at the moment <laughs> like as I said it's a very serious topic sometimes and yeah. it can be very heavy with the events of like the world and what's going on mm -hmm. so it would be great to know how easy you find it at the moment to envision an ideal world like how hopeful mm -hmm. are you feeling and you can be honest if you're absolutely not. <laughs> I go between like being really hopeful and sometimes feeling not so hopeful. I think that's how it like can be like when as an activist and just someone who's looking towards the future and as a young person. I do like like envisioning the future and thinking about like an ideal world that we can have and from quite a young age I've always been like a daydreamer and a dreamer so I do quite enjoy that aspect of it but sometimes it can be really difficult especially because we live in a world where we're told that things are just you know the way that they are and we kind of just have to accept it and sometimes it can be difficult even when you're working towards a better future to actually break out of that mold and try and think of how things could be different because we're told that that this is just how it should be mm. but I do have a lot of hope and when I'm kind of like at protest and saying we are unstoppable another world is possible which is one of my favorite chants I do really mean it and I feel like another world is possible and I'm still now finding ways to try and envision a better future and it still challenges me to this day yeah I was gonna ask like how like what makes it easier for you do you think like what certain things mm. do you kind of pull from to to make that experience mm -hmm. easier i think those like activists around me and those who are like i look at the wins that have been achieved from so many like incredible resistance groups all across the world because there are pockets of resistance everywhere that we look and 
of the climate activists and environmentalists that are trying to create that better future and I get a lot of hope from that and I also look at like successful movements in the past and how things that seemed impossible are now possible and have gotten us where we are today and I think that really gives me a lot of hope and also just meeting so many people in so many different areas like all across the world working on different sections like whether in like their industry or their areas their local communities or their schools or the universities and just how so many different people are all like working towards the same goal and that even when I feel I don't feel as hopeful I can like you know you know look at the news or like feel like oh this is so hard because activism can be really hard I do like remember that that so many people are changing the world like every single day like right now while we're speaking there are people out there doing incredible things sending good vibes to all those people yeah we need more of them. <laughs> I actually think yeah that's a really good point it's like those small nuggets of proof and actually mm-hmm. before we started this conversation I was telling mm-hmm. you about how I received a message from someone um mm-hmm. I took part in the summer um took part in an action where I went to Cannes Lions, which is the mm-hmm. advertising festival um, in the south of France. And I went there mm-hmm. to disrupt an event um, with a representative of Shell who were there. Mm-hmm. And I had a message from someone today to say they were at a very similar event in New York um, mm-hmm. run by the same people. And no people from Shell were on the lineup for mm-hmm. that event. And they were like, I wonder why. And small <laughs> things like that. I was like, ah, yeah, actually, mm-hmm. like when we stand up and do things, even if it's like a really small thing, like that like it's proving that it's having impact yeah exactly yeah it had an impact mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you <laughs> um so to get us kind of into the space of imagining and kind of easing ourselves in what is i mean actually it's quite a big question but <laughs> when you close your eyes what is the first thing that comes to mind when you envision your ideal world the very first thing is a big question <laughs> and many things come to mind but one of them that like really sits within my heart is having a greener future in the way that a lot more people are connected to nature and that actually that connection to nature and protecting it and seeing ourselves as one is something that's just like a standard and it's just you know it's so normalized within it's so ingrained within us that we can't really imagine a world where that isn't a priority and one where the well-being of our planet and people is prioritized and where for example countries instead of measuring how instead of measuring by like gdp it's measured by like how happy people are and how our forests are thriving and what our nature looks like like the conditions of how you know our ecosystem is and actually basing our world like our priorities on nature and people feeling more connected to each other as well and their communities through that and people having access to nature and I just think that would actually solve a lot of problems like if we all saw ourselves as one and like directly harming the environment also directly harms us I feel like that would just like radically transform how a lot of our world works and so that like deep connection and to nature is definitely something that I envision the future people feeling excited about it as well Mm. and it bringing a lot of joy to people yeah I was actually thinking yesterday for some reason I was thinking about this like how can we get more people more excited I was also Mm. I was thinking like if we can like romanticize the really <laughs> basic things of enjoying nature like mm. I actually see it sometimes like on Instagram and social mm. media now where people do these reels with like lovely music over like scenes of nature and it's like mm. stuff like that we need to like 
make it feel really lovely and like yeah. excite- and like it should be in its itself already mm. but i think that's like to like celebrate the really small things like going into your local park and being like how mm. cool is it that we have this access to it and like exactly. we need to fight for everyone to have that access mm. but yeah i think that that's one thing we can do i think definitely can you give an example of something in your um from your ideal world Mm. and what you're imagining for that playing Mm. out already in reality so uh, a place a space an event something that kind of transports Mm. you there to another world i have a i have a couple actually um so for me one one thing that i do envision in the future is actually us having like these strong communities and bonds with each other and one of those things that i really see like playing out well like communities where we have strong bonds with each other but also where we're actively trying to like create a society that is more equitable and greener for everyone so i was a part of a summit that happened not too long ago called the black eco-feminist summit and it was just like such a beautiful space of people and of celebrating our joy as well and celebrating the activism that we've done and also just coming together I think that was like a really beautiful space to have and I think it was an example of like the strong communities that we can have that we're relying on and also just looking at the resistance across the world with um, different indigenous communities and how they're like safeguarding a lot of our biodiversity I think that's like such a big example of how we can have that like that connection to nature and also a fun thing which I can talk more about later (laughs) is combining like more joy and music with like um, the environment so for example there's this really cool organization in London called May Project Gardens and they talk a lot about having like a hip-hop garden and it's like bringing in some like cool core principles of hip-hop like peace and social justice and how you can combine that with like urban farming and encouraging people to grow their own food and connect and it's it sounds like how can that possibly be connected but when you bring people in with music and something like hip-hop but it's surrounded by it's for like a love for the planet and doing something like growing your own food um, I think it can be quite fun yeah I'm excited to talk more about that yeah. in a bit um, kind of on a similar thing what is one thing that you would take from now into the real world that's maybe more mm. I don't know something that is in your personal life or mm. something that you really enjoy a lot of things <laughs> I think I think the perception that a lot of people have about kind of the new world that we're creating and kind of like, you know, revolutionary change is that a lot of the things that we love, like we have to give up everything, like absolutely everything, have to completely destroy everything that exists to create something new. But there's actually a lot in this world that I love that I think we should bring forward. And it can be really simple things like how so many people like come together um, and unite through festivals and events like Notting Hill Carnival which I absolutely love and also that just that love that we have like that love and compassion and empathy for other beings as well as ourselves is also something that I definitely want to bring forward and just thinking more like on a practical level thinking if we're looking at an ideal future and like a greener future would definitely be things like public transport and (laughs) those kind of things that can actually allow us public transport yeah exactly (laughs) yeah definitely and i think yeah there's that there's something really magical about like like you say Mm -hmm. and we'll talk more about this like spaces where you 
go all see music together mm-hmm. and there's something about all knowing the same words all dancing yeah. to the same music mm-hmm. all being there for the same reason that is mm-hmm. really powerful and moving it and it we definitely need to protect those spaces mm-hmm. I was actually thinking I was meant to mention this at the start when I was speaking about my uh, <laughs> role as an artist one thing that I don't actually side note that I don't actually mention many things that I want in my ideal world mm. during this podcast because <laughs> I'm using it for selfish purposes to mm. kind of get more ideas for it I'm Good thinking idea. in my head I'm like if I if and when I end this podcast the final episode mm. will be like what is Tolly's ideal world <laughs> um, but one thing I have realized especially um, having my studio space through my residency is just the access to free art and culture yeah. I think that's one reason I really like this space is like the fact that people just walk in and out you're not mm. you don't have to give anything in return just being there and existing mm. that's why libraries are really freaking cool and why we need to like, romanticize yeah. them more as well like the mm. fact that we can just walk in you don't have to give them any money obviously mm. do support your libraries if you're able to um and it's just really nice to like big up mm. free arts and cultures exactly. that make it accessible for anyone to just show up and exist mm. there i really love that i like to it's a, i do sometimes think it's a bit of an odd mm. order to have this conversation but i like to start mm. with imagination to get us kind of into a creative space mm. and then kind of jump back to like what has got you here and what's influenced mm. your imagination so i wanted to talk about what you mentioned at the start which is mm. climate live um first of all mm. can you just explain a bit more about what that is yeah of course love talking about climate live to everyone <laughs> that will listen so climate live is a youth-led organization that harnesses the power of music and climate to unite people so it has three aims engage educate and empower so engage people by engaging like a new audience that aren't yet engaged in the climate crisis or maybe feel like the spaces they've been in have felt like more intimidating or they didn't feel like it was for them or they just haven't found that moment yet that thing that has really like touched them to like get engaged and so holding these climate concerts and these events that like bring people in for the music but then while they're there they are educated about the crisis and those voices who are at the front lines who are experiencing the climate crisis today and also people who are creating change they can hear from them and then the third to empower people so they get to hear about campaigns they can actively get involved in that are actually in their local communities in their area in their country and so they can go away from that feeling you know joyous for music but also this is actually something now that I like looking at campaigns that were spoken about that they can actually get involved in so we held climate concerts in 25 countries last year which was that's pretty epic that's pretty cool that was that was great that was amazing (laughs) Um, I don't know if anyone saw the one that happened in Sweden if you saw a video of Greta Rickrolling and that was at the Swedish climate concert (laughs) and we brought our pink solar powered bus to lots of UK festivals this year it was just as can you hear us yet which is our slogan to like world leaders like can you hear us yet um pink solar powered i love pink um love solar power so you know it's a great like solar punk solar punk is like a genre of like arts and culture where we Mm. imagine a better future and i'm obsessed with it and that pink bus is very much like solar punk vibes oh now i know that it's matching (laughs) to that we brought that to lots of uk festivals and basically did the same thing and spoke to a lot of people and you find out that a lot of people do care a lot more um, than we realize and it's just a really fun way to engage people and then this year at COP27 because it's in Africa a lot of our teams in Africa are going to be um, holding their events and they're going to be platformed and spotlighted 
That's very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, well, I was going to ask, like, where else have you been in the UK? For mm-hmm. anyone who maybe has been to festivals this year, where has the bus Ooh. been? Oh, gosh, whenever the bus has been to Wireless in London and Birmingham, it has been to Latitude Festival, it's been to Reading Festival, it's been to well, Reading and Leeds, mm-hmm. um, it's been to Wild Paths Festival that recently happened in Norwich, <laughs> it's been it's been to Manchester. Um, that's a yeah. long list already. The, yeah, yeah the, the bus has been a lot of places this year. <laughs> and what's the response been like in those spaces? I'm like mm. really curious because it is like, mm. and one of the questions I'm, I'll jump onto, it's like kind of a mainstream space in the mm-hmm. sense of, you know, you wouldn't expect a climate conversation to just pop up at like yeah. a festival. It's surprisingly been really good. Like a lot of, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't, like they don't really expect the conversations that we have because mm. I feel like when it comes to like mainstream climate and environmental messaging it's focused a lot on you know reducing emissions and something in the Arctic and things that seem quite far away but when you have like young people especially that are talking to you that like about their experiences in climate activism especially when it's to other young people um, and just to everyone as well it and having the conversations where it's also including social justice and actually these are different social issues involved in the climate and actually this is how we can create a better world we can actually like we're just people who decided to you know stand up and take action one day and this is something that everyone can do and how and just talk about the ways that everyone can get engaged in a way that isn't really typically talked about and um, especially in like the mainstream about how like the everyday person can actually like be involved in creating a better future so we have had pretty good responses to it and people have come up to us after actually like wanting to talk and know more about everything we're talking about and also just the music has been really great <laughs> that's fun and we've had amazing artists playing so it's been I've learned a lot I think from it and learned it's actually given me a lot more hope that yeah a lot of people do care and there's a lot that we can tap into there to engage people Like, what do you think the role of kind of music mm. and like I guess more popular music mm. is in better world making kind of along that line of mm. like the impact it's having on people in those spaces yeah you know I think music and just arts and culture like mainstream has such a powerful hold on our culture and society and I think it has so much influence because it can really just you know change people's minds it can touch people's hearts and I think one thing about the climate crisis is that it is also a crisis of connection and connection to nature and a connection to our communities a connection to the power that we have and I feel like something which connects us all so deeply is music and the arts and I'm like what a better way to like unite people Mm -hmm. so it's a really beautiful way to do that and we've seen in the past how how much culture and music has like completely like transformed society and there's just so much power in it and a lot of people you know they touches people's hearts so much that like a lot of people have such a connection to their favorite artists to their favorite films to their favorite theater productions that that like if people can then be engaged in that and go away from that like no like feeling a deeper connection to the climate and that being something that brings them closer to like climate organizing i think it can be a really beautiful thing yeah it's a very Mm -hmm. nice way to like tie things in together it is and i think it's kind of ultimately our existence on this planet Mm -hmm. is not it should be worth fighting for in itself Mm -hmm. but 
we all love art and we all love music yeah. and we all have it in our lives like whether we have mm-hmm. like art on our walls or we listen to music when we go for a run like mm-hmm. all these things that are so integral to our lives like mm-hmm. fighting for the climate and fighting for a livable planet is fighting for <laughs> protecting all these things that we love and enjoy yeah. so I think when you look at it through that lens it's like Mm. I really want to keep those things. Like, <laughs> exactly. I want to keep experiencing that mm. stuff. Actually, one of the things uh, I was really interested by, kind of in that space of, like, engaging with uh, big names and, like, mm. popular music and stuff, what mm. was it like working with Billie Eilish for mm. the Overheated Project? Do you want to, like, touch on what that was? I'm, like, yeah. really intrigued. I don't even know, like, how it went down and stuff, <laughs> so I'm very excited that. you were, mm. in, were you in the same... Did you meet Billie Eilish? Yeah, I did. She, she was amazing. Just casual. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was a great event. And um, for people who don't know, Overheated is like this. It was like a climate um, conference event that Billie Eilish put on. Um, it was hosted by Support and Feed, which is Maggie's um, organization, who's Billie Eilish's mum, and Phineas. And it was to just get people together, basically, um, talking about the climate. So a lot of climate activists were speaking there. There was a lot of people in sustainable fashion, a lot of people who were like both artists, like singers, and activists as well who were just coming together in that space and speaking about the planet in a way like and it was just amazing because a lot of people came to it because they are fans of Billy and they love her music and they you know they came to the event and then they learned so much about like the climate I had people talking to me after saying like that was literally amazing I heard about things that I'd never heard about before because we were talking about things like climate justice and how it's actually like intersectional like so many different issues like gender and sustainable fashion and just all of these things that aren't really in the mainstream Mm -hmm. and also indigenous resistance and how our biodiversity is being protected and there was so much that was there and talking to um billy and her mum, like maggie was just amazing because and it gave me more hope actually seeing how much they genuinely care and that there are people even within the music industry that are like working to really try and influence you know, society influence um, influence her fans, influence people around them in the industry to really act on the climate and be like, actually, you have so much <laughs> that you could be doing, so much power, so much influence, so many people looking up to you, mm. and it's just you know changing the sustainable, changing the music industry to be more sustainable, but also using the voice that it has to just engage so many more people so it was a really great event and I met so many people within there that were also in the music industry working towards stuff yeah that's really cool I was was kind of like curious like was it just fans or was it mm-hmm. people I feel like when within like sustainability and stuff like that you mm-hmm. can often feel like you're very much in a bubble of just people yeah. already on board already mm-hmm. trying to do things already care already know mm-hmm. but it's really good to hear that it was like bursting through a bubble and like yeah. into people who were there for the music but then mm-hmm. came out with like education and like tools of what they can do and that's, yeah. that's very cool <laughs> very fun um, it also reminds mm-hmm. me of an organisation that I know of called No Music on a Dead Planet and that is basically okay. like their whole mm-hmm. thing is like trying to get the music industry to like do better basically mm. so shout out to them as well great. <laughs> lots of people in in the creative space so mm. i'd also love to know how do the arts influence your own imagination mm-hmm. whether it's kind of like certain music or certain parts of culture that inspire you as an individual or inspire mm-hmm. your work i mean it's just <laughs> the question <laughs> But I mean, arts and for me, like the, the arts that like touch me the, like, the most, like that really inspire me is like music, 
um, theatre and film. Um, I just love it and I feel like it can provoke so much thought and leave you feeling like quite changed. Like I feel like oft there's some movies or like films or theatre productions that you come out of literally feeling like a different person than you were beforehand. Do you have any examples? Um, Hades Town, the musical I, I saw recently, which mm-hmm. is incredible. It's kind of basically about a revolution um, and it just left me feeling incredibly hopeful, but it also included a lot of love within it. And it was like, you can still have love in the revolution. That's something that we're carrying forward. It can just leave you feeling hopeful again and reminding you about the power of the people that we do have and that we have so much strength in numbers and together. And yeah, there's just, I also feel like with music, like my ancestors, for example, have always held music and like protest songs and so many movements have. And like protest songs and music has like really guided entire revolutions, entire movements. And I feel like that's so powerful. And there are many songs and music that I love today that does that. Um, actually, I will give examples oh, yes, of. <laughs> it can just be used to just raise our voices and highlight injustices, which is pretty amazing. There is a song called Capes for Blue Skies by Love Seeger, who is an artist and activist. And it was in collaboration with the Philharmonic Orchestra. And it's about, it's a beautiful classical piece about having clean air, basically. And I can't really describe it. I feel like you'd have to listen to it, but it's, it's really beautiful and as someone who got into activism through um, noticing the air pollution in my community I'm like this is so powerful but it also just makes you feel so inspired like yes this is a future that we can have it's beautiful um also the work that maybe project garden's doing with the hip-hop garden i mentioned earlier which is really amazing um i also have another one that is like not directly in activism but i love it i don't know if anyone knows rina sawayama um she's one of my favorite musicians and artists in existence and she has a great song about overconsumption um but she does it in such like just in such like a dramatic way i don't know i love it i love anything that like talks on social issues but does it in a way that's also really fun um and camp and extravagant i there's a song that i really like called it's a good day to fight mm-hmm. the system and i've the artist's name has gone from my mind <laughs> but that is one that like mm. in the moment of like needing to feel pumped up and like ready mm. to do something that's the one I like and it's, so good. it's very fun highly recommend yes. oh um, just remember another one. Oh yes please I'm liking this mm-hmm. I was gonna say like I have a playlist which is like <laughs> my climate catharsism playlist because yeah. I find that's the other thing with music is mm. like it's the emotional release as well it's yeah. like even if it's sad songs like having those to kind of mm. connect to something that is making you feel angry anxious or whatever that's really valuable too so I'm always like musicians please make more music about the climate crisis yeah. so that I can have a cry to it <laughs> so, we yeah. need, need more musicians to do that yeah uh, I'd love to hear more of your music sessions and then we can like add them to a playlist or, or something I don't know <laughs> that would be great um, I mean actually I have a, a lot of music mainly just Rina Sawayama um, <laughs> and Love Seeger is really great um, but another thing that I thought of was this art project that I heard about where I had I've temporarily forgotten his name, but it'll come back to me. He went to the Arctic and they got like some melting ice and made like art with it. And it kind of just looks like, you know, splotched blue art piece. <laughs> and all he did with that is on top of it, um, this happened in Florida. On it, he put like um, the rising like sea levels, for example, how 
far like the sea level would rise to where his home was mm-hmm. and where he lived like outside his house and then got like inspired like other people to do that and then some people were just kind of walking around seeing this art piece that was like literally showing like the direct impact of like rising sea levels and I thought that was so powerful and then so many other people started going together and painting them together and also putting that outside which got quite a lot of backlash um, but that in itself was a form of protest that's not mm. I feel like needs to be recognised as well like that art was a form of protest and it got a lot of people talking and thinking about it and actually visually seeing that how that would impact like their town was really powerful yeah that does sound powerful that actually reminds me of something on a completely different note that apparently uh, recently I saw this on Twitter that EastEnders uh, their like closing title they put recently like the Thames flooding Oh. Like it changed the end title sequence, so it looked like the how the sea level would rise, and I thought that's impactful that. stuff. Yeah, like stuff like that. It's like making suggestions and nods to like the heaviness of it all, but in spaces that you wouldn't expect it. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's it's very interesting when wow. you think about this all from an arts perspective. <laughs> I didn't know that. So yeah. Twitter always giving me the, <laughs> the juicy stuff. Yeah. A lot of updates on Twitter. <laughs> getting to the fun question of, mm. of the of the conversation mm. which is my favorite and often people struggle with yeah. had a lot of the same answer that we're not gonna have today <laughs> um in your ideal world mm. as guilty activist you can be mm. what would you invent going mm. through all this art this culture and getting in your imagination mm. in your in your brain like yeah. what is that thing you would invent and it can be anything mm-hmm. Me anything. Mm. Surprise I, me, Domi. Okay. I <laughs> so I have two because the first one is the one that everyone always says. We won't mention. We won't, we won't mention it. No, you can no. listen to the podcast to find out what yeah. people keep saying. <laughs> okay, so the second one I've thought of, um, this one is a pure fun project, mm-hmm. actually not to do with uh, music or the arts, but I feel like it's something that <laughs> I would love to have. Um, I'm going to call it like the sleigh button. And basically, Basically, what it is, is all like dramatic, amazing, sustainable fashion, like secondhand pieces. It's like this machine or this platform that you go on and you can like instantly find it but like there is a cap you can't get all like hundreds and hundreds of clothes like that kind of defeats the purpose um it's different i know you you're probably already thinking there are already platforms like that but this is different this is very very specific um and it's called the sleigh button i thought of that today and so like yeah. makes making it makes it easier to find specific items that are sustainable Yes, mm-hmm. slow fashion, slow fashion, very specific slow fashion, dramatic slow fashion. Because I want a lot of color. And so dramatic. not the like stereotypical. <laughs> when people talk about slow fashion, they mm-hmm. think of like beige and like beige. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what I'm thinking of. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that is what I would create. What are you hoping to find on this right now, Domi? Because um, I mean, style icon right here. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I would. I mean, style icon. Right I here. decided apparently to dress as a human green screen. So feel free to uh, Photoshop whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who's giving me great ideas now? <laughs> I'm slightly worried. I shouldn't have probably said that, but it had to be said. Because, yes. <laughs> to wrap up the conversation, what I like to do is to give people something they can actually go away and like mm. maybe put into place to make an ideal world happen. Mm. Um, so yeah, what is one thing? Or you can you can throw in a couple. Give us mm. give us some more tips. It's a live audience. They get yeah. they get a bit of a bonus. <laughs> um, what are some things that people can do to make your ideal world of lovely uh culture and music and joy a reality so i think right now hire would summarize it is be a joyful troublemaker essentially so when it comes to like activism and like creating this better future i think the number one thing is to find out what is going on in your local area the local issues that are already happening around you and if there are already groups organizations in existence that are like working towards that and seek them out and get involved or see how you can support but also talk to it with the people around you to your friends to your family a lot of the time i think we underestimate actually engaging those literally directly around it's us tricky though it is tricky, tricky. i actually find that tricky. now that i've like got support of like doing a lot I was like mm. I've done activism within groups yeah. I've done it mm. within like my social media presence mm. but doing it within close close range that's the tricky stuff now it is it is <laughs> tricky so it's, it's a bit of a challenge uh, but I think it's important or even just talking about how you're feeling about the climate a lot of people feel like they're the only ones who feel eco-anxious but actually there might be a lot of people around you who feel the same I think we're mm. all more scared than we're letting on yeah Mm-hmm. definitely yeah so that is one thing i would say and look for like local groups organizations that are out there and also you know, remember to include joy in activism and if you are an artist or a musician or a theater director or an actor please 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 like collaborate with doing climate stuff and making stories and telling stories in that way i think it's a really beautiful way and it will actually engage mobilize a lot of people mm. I actually saw a tweet about this about like people doing like climate art projects. I think maybe you might have seen this as well, but maybe. it was someone <laughs> suggesting that you need to make sure you're also working with people within the climate space specifically and yeah. like the climate justice space specifically mm-hmm. so that whatever it's rooted in is actually mm-hmm. rooted in the right kind of vision for the future yeah. mm-hmm. and not one that is like based on technology solving anything mm. or like Elon Musk deciding that he wants to rule the world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's a good note to ask <laughs> Actually, I would love to know like what's some joyful trouble you've been making recently? Oh, I feel like I'm always making joyful trouble, like trouble in a joyous way. <laughs> um, I think with Climate Live, um, that's been quite joyful. You know, talking like truth to power on a stage, um, but also, you know, bringing in joy, <laughs> doing it like music. Um, wait, I need a moment to actually think of a very specific a example. Yeah. Mm. a moment. A moment, what joyful travel I've been doing lately. No pressure. No, Don't no feel pressure. like you have to have an example now. <laughs> I like maybe, it maybe I'll come back to you. Um, I did also just quickly think of another thing that I would yes, create. Please. Oh, another invention. That's yeah. what we like, yeah. Because I think also my ideal world, I would have... I'd want more people to be also connected to growing their own food. I think that's something that we need more of Mm -hmm. and eating seasonally as well and just changing our food system completely. And 
by doing that like one thing that i would invent in the ideal world is like freely accessible sessions which probably already exist and um, even more accessible and freely available sessions where people can actually learn a lot about how to do that they feel like it's quite hard to like gather all that information together mm. yeah so i've gone from slow fashion dramatic outfits it. to growing your own food the whole spectrum yeah. of ideas I like it whole spectrum. and that actually gives me a local shout out to Planet mm-hmm. Cheltenham I'm part of the youth group and we yeah <laughs> and um, we did some planting and that was a very wholesome activity oh. and like it gets people engaged and it's like in a local space where that mm-hmm. kind of stuff like free access to like just mm-hmm. w- walking along grab some tomatoes mm-hmm. like that stuff is needed and yes. it is a very mm-hmm. small climate, piece of climate action but mm-hmm. it's also like when you do it with people it's very empowering yeah so yeah i like that so much for joining me Domi I've had a really joyful time uh, talking about music and art and I think yeah that is it comes up uh, again and again in the podcast as well as like those stuff that we really want to cling on to and that inspires us in many different ways um, and thank you for being a good egg in that space and, and pushing it to more people um, if you thank want you. to follow Domi where can we find you um, Domi Palmer on everything everything yeah. <laughs> um, and I am Tolmeyer Greg you can find me on social media at Tolmeyer and you can follow the podcast at, at idealistically pod on Instagram and at idealistically p on Twitter um, regular episodes bi-weekly at the moment as I said I've been working on this art project which means they're not I haven't been as regular but hopefully soon it will be back mm-hmm. um, and if you want to share this episode with your friends and your family then I will be getting to the edit very soon and you'll be able to <laughs> listen back Thank you very much for joining me. Um, you've been a great audience. <laughs> Sound and editing by myself and music by Stowe Gregory. Thank you.